so we've talked about about this early on and everybody has heard um hopefully everybody listening to this has heard the previous parts of this of this series from israel's introduction to akupati church he talked about how it was an all-night prayer meeting he was invited for which is a fascinating thing to invite somebody for that you're trying to get to join your church I don't know whether I have that 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 much faith in an all night <laughs> prayer meeting, but that was how he was invited. He came in and he was shocked at the fact that the church was filled, and this was an all night, like I said, and people, a lot of people were there. But it wasn't just that the church was filled; it was that there was tea afterward. He was a student. We all know how students are with free food, and that 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 was a draw for him. He kept coming back after that experience. Now, how can we meet the spiritual and physical needs of our church members if that is an important part? I mean, in the early church, the deacons were appointed, not in the same way we appoint deacons in churches today, not to admin, to, for administrative functions or to deal with church matters. In, in the literal sense of the word. It was to serve food, deal with the serving of food. So the early church clearly had, they said all the believers were all together and they shared their possessions. No one claimed anything that they had as their own, but they gave to the commonwealth of the church. So how can we today, in a world that is more self-centered than ever, focus on meeting the physical and the spiritual needs of seekers that come into our church? And so so from um, the scripture you've already point, you pointed out, um, it's also obvious that in the early church, all was not always well. Hmm. People quarreled over food. Right. As mm. spiritual as they were, people that had seen Jesus <laughs> life and direct mm. still quarreled over food. How mm. much was that? We have not even, we weren't there when Jesus was around. Mm. So um, there will always be problems um, once human beings are involved. But it's how we handle those problems that would make all the difference. So in taking care of um, needs, spiritual, physical, um, there has to be a, a deliberateness to that, to know that these are issues and we need to address them. So for example, here in um, EPC, our spiritual needs are addressed from preaching on Sundays to our Bible study zones, oh. where we're expected to have a more informal gathering more um, um, personal, more personal discussions right. where people can open up, um, ask questions, contribute to the conversation and talk about their challenges. It should be more personal. Mm. And um, that's why um, Bible study zone leaders and should not just be any kind of person. Mm. Those people are pastors. Mm. Mm. They are pastors because yeah. it's a pastoral job mm. that they are doing. And for them, the job is not just um, leading Bible study on Tuesdays, mm. but they are part of their job. While we lead the Bible study, you are supposed to identify where there are problems, people who are struggling both spiritually and physically, mm. and then deal with those issues. Those you can deal with by yourself or with your Bible study members, fine. Those you can't deal with, you escalate to the leadership in church. That's mm. what it should be. Then um, when it comes to physical needs, we have a welfare committee here in church, and um, it, it the welfare also works with the Bible study zones so that uh, where people notice that people have challenges. That's why I said our Bible study leaders should be pastors. And part of the pastoral job is that you should have open eyes, both physical and spiritual eyes. Mm. Your eyes must be open mm. and sensitive to pick up um, sometimes unspoken needs. They mm. may not say them, mm. but you know that these needs exist. Mm. And um, to be able to deal with those um Issues. So I think we already have things on ground. People put in charge. Well, we may not call them, we don't call them deacons in our church, but that's basically what they are doing to make sure that this is working. Mm. But despite what is on ground, I know sometimes people fall through the cracks. You know, sometimes mm. there are people who we miss out on and all that. And that's why, as I had mentioned in the previous episode, that mm. We all church members all have mm. a role to play. Mm. Let's be deliberate about um, encouraging one another to love and good deeds. Mm. Let's let's be our brother's keeper. Mm. Look out for one another. Um, make friends. Look around. 
Mm. Uh, notice what is going on. Sometimes I sit where I sit in church mm. and I notice mm. certain problems. When I tell my husband, my husband said, how did you know? I said, my eyes are open. So I'm seeing, <laughs> you know. So you see your brother, maybe even in the same um, um, mm. committee, he comes in, he's looking down, out. Mm. He's not looking. I can ask questions. Braben, what is the problem? So, you know, sometimes people say, no, what problem are they with? Our usual cliche, it is well. Mm. <laughs> I know it is well, mm. but what is it? Mm. And sometimes if you've um, developed some form of rapport, they may open up to you and tell you, oh, we don't have food. Mm. We don't. People have mm. sent me a message for, look, we don't have any food in our house. Mm. And the onus lies on you. If you have food in your house, just take it. You don't know drama. Mm. If you don't have, then you can escalate to the next level. And it's not information to tell people. Mm-hmm. Just do it and, yeah. you know, you know. So we need to be, look out for one another. Encourage mm. one another. Ask questions. See what is going on. Some people will not ask you, but for goodness sake, when you see a brother is wearing the same trouser mm-hmm. every Sunday after mm. Sunday, Sunday mm. after Sunday, mm. you should know that he doesn't have any other one. Mm. And you don't need somebody to preach to you to know that go and buy him another mm. pair some a couple mm. of pair of trousers for, mm. for goodness sake mm. so let's look out for each other and um, and then for us to if you have a need mm. and you are with your brethren please oh, let's also learn to speak up mm. let's also learn to speak up sometimes people may not know what you are going through mm. if you do not say it mm. Mm. I think I like, I like that part of, you know she mentioned it I, I liked it because it works the whole thing around people taking responsibility, all of us, yeah. opening your eyes, you know, and that's the thing. When you come into church and sit down, you know, we have, if you look around here, now, we seem to have all our locations. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's the truth. And then, uh, people, you just come in, and people do not even look, they don't even know what's happening, which is, yeah. you know, for what she has mentioned, which, which works very well, and that's one of the things that we used to do in food in the, in a um, full gospel, you 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 have a the dynamic team. You just have to deliberately, not that you are going to sit down. And, no, you deliberately go outside of your space to engage someone that is near you. Someone that you are observing something, you know, deliberately. Now, one of the, I I had this experience. Then when I located my seat from that end <laughs> to this place, <laughs> you know, sitting down near the door. And then I, I was, as we, we were worshiping, and then then the worship, the worship. Then I, I, the guy was sitting there. At me, he was, he was shedding tears. He was shedding tears. He was shedding tears. So I opened my eyes and I saw him shedding tears. So now I, I told myself that I, I need to talk to this guy, whether it is the Holy Spirit or it is another spirit that's making you cry. Yeah. And it was good I did that. After the service, I, I went to. I've never seen him before. I went and sat down. I said, Greeted him and then yeah, you know, young young boy, young boy. It was his first time in this church. So I tried to ask what's what's the issue, what's the thing, and then he opened up to me. He opened up, and so we that we took him home from church. We took him to a house to have lunch. We never knew him. Oh. <laughs> he lives in a, he used to live in a Guadalupe side in Abuja now because he was having challenges with um. You know, getting to the university, and it, it, you know, he did his jams uh, in not work, so frustrations and no, things are just happening. And his parents are in Kano, and you know, so many things are happening. He's from the south, so we took him home. So from that day, we just like adopted the guy. He's in three hundred level now in Abuja, in the, the university in Abuja. You know, and, and so when she mentioned it, I said, Ah, oh, yeah, that this thing works. Yeah. If every church member sitting down, you open your eyes, as she says. There is no way that you will not see those critical needs on Sundays. You know that, you know, and you go all out to do, to take charge and to do something. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, now, shifting gears a little, Promise had spoken on the show about how he was frustrated by certain people who stopped him from engaging in the instruments. And it's not a, it's not a new story. We've heard stories like that over and again. In fact, in our conversation before starting this recording, Antiamaka had mentioned other people that had the same experience. So, we hear stories like this coming up all the time. We've heard 
we are we're currently recording this in the media room of the church we've heard about young people that have been tasked with some of these responsibilities and have damaged equipment and church has had to pay for those things had to spend real money fixing buying new equipment is the answer to this challenge of um the, I guess there's a bit of mismanagement there. There's a bit of carelessness there in there as well. But I mean, it's all, it's all naivety to a certain degree. Is the answer to this challenge simply stopping young people from engaging with some of these things? Or say, okay, until you are older, until, until you are, I don't even know what age, 20, age 25, age 30. <laughs> until you're in your 40s before you can touch any equipment in this church because you might spoil it is the answer saying break and pay what how do we solve these problems of getting young people involved in the church and running the risk of them not doing things the way we we we, we want them to okay um i think this will need um a two-pronged approach okay so talking to the older people, I would say let's not um, let's not look down on the youth of young people. Let's not quench their fire and zeal. Mm-hmm. Um, let's rather let's be willing to guide them to be able to do the things that they want and need to do well. But to say leave it, leave it, you know. It's, I don't think that's the right approach. But sometimes also coming from their own point of view, the fear of damaging, you know, you know how much you have spent mm-hmm. buying this equipment. Mm-hmm. And um, you see these people uh, look like they're about to damage it. And you know how much it would cost you to replace it. Sometimes makes you react in those kind of ways. Even in our houses, you know, there are some things <laughs> your children want to touch and you're screaming mm-hmm. like, Will you drop that thing? Do you know how much it cost me? And all that. Mm. So the same attitude. And even um, young people who complain. After service, mm. most Sundays, there are children who go play around the drum area. Mm. And I watch. Mm. It's not more adults or senior people who drive the children away. It's the same young people who mm. are not shouting mm. on the young people, mm. on the children. Mm. Drop that stick. Come on, come on from there. All that, all that, all that. Mm. Because you, you have understood what the problem is and you don't want them to spoil it. Mm. But also, mm. I've also tried to speak to them sometimes. In the bid to tell them not to spoil this thing, don't kill their curiosity mm. and their zeal and interest in these drums. Mm. So what can we do to protect our equipment and also encourage these young children in this their interest mm. in playing mm. the instruments. And um, I think I've spoken with, I've had, been having some conversations with somebody who wants to begin to provide um, an environment for these children to learn mm. this equipment mm. without spoiling the ones on mm. ground. Mm. So the problem is we don't want the thing spoiled, mm. but we shouldn't kill their zeal. Mm. And as much as possible, yes, we don't like them spoiling the things, but we should also not um, be harsh. Mm. You know, when we're dealing with um, young people or anybody at all who wants to do something new that we know he's not good at, but if he doesn't learn, Mm-hmm. How will he ever get to do it? And how do we get people who will manifest um, mm-hmm. those kind of skills? Mm-hmm. And then for the young people, I want to say, um, there's a saying, an African saying that says, when a child washes his hands, he can eat with elders. Mm-hmm. So sometimes the, the young people, sometimes it's the approach, how you present yourself. Mm-hmm. When people look at you, you look irresponsible. They don't want to have anything to do with you. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but that's, that's, we may, people may be wrong, mm-hmm. but there's a way you present yourself. There's a way you package yourself that people, they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then over time too, sometimes you show yourself that truly you're not reliable. And then maybe you've spoiled one or two things. People will be reluctant to release anything to you. Please, let's be honest. Mm. Even you as a young person, if you have a friend who always damages your things, you won't want to give him any of your things. And then the other challenge too I have is the fact that all the things we quarrel about, uh, young people, um, the service they want to provide that they say older people are preventing them from, are services or, you know, 
things that people see. Have you, has any young person joined prayer band or prayer committee and they drove you away? No, you don't even go there. Have you ever desired to wash the toilet and anybody drove you away? No, but you don't want to go there. You only want to do things that people see you. That's, that's, that's it. You do things that people see, but there are many areas you can serve in God's house. It doesn't have to be media or band. The one everybody mm. is seeing. Mm. I'm not saying it's bad, but have you considered other areas to serve? Where nobody may see you, but only God in heaven mm. is seeing mm. you, and he that sees you secretly will reward you openly. Mm. So young people also consider, in quotes, the non-glamorous <laughs> areas of service mm. and be willing to serve in these areas. Mm. And then lastly, I will say, remember, Service is unto God. Mm. It's for God. It's not for you. It's not for anybody. Mm -hmm. In due season, if that is where God wants you to be, he will, he will make way for you. There will be a time of your showing to Israel. Mm. But now, in the quietness of, they are not yet allowing me to do this, train yourself, grow yourself. You know, when I was thinking about this, I remembered um, in the band, Joshua Bulus. When I got married, that's when I joined this church. And I remember band. I never knew Joshua Bulus could sing. He was a drummer. Mm. He was a drummer. And our band leader never allowed him to touch Mike. Mm. So I never knew Joshua Bulus could sing. Mm. But he was carrying on his singing craft in other arenas where they gave him mm -hmm. um, platform mm -hmm. to sing. Mm. And he didn't storm out of EPC that, why will you people not allow me to... Mm -hmm. to he he stayed playing drums the first day i heard joshua sing i opened my mouth i opened my eyes i was shocked i'm like ah joshua you can't sing and you know joshua mm -hmm. joshua sings very well mm -hmm. joshua sings very well mm -hmm. i don't even come close <laughs> joshua sings very well but for many years he was never allowed to sing in this church mm -hmm. But he didn't storm out. He didn't get... He sang till he was even tired. He now went on to become a pastor and all mm -hmm. that. So, when it is time, it is time. So, I also... That's one counsel I'll give young people. Yes, you want to do this. They haven't allowed you. Remember, it's God's work. Mm -hmm. Be patient. It's him you want to serve. He sees your heart. He will make way for you when it is time. Mm -hmm. Don't struggle. Don't... Even the Bible says that a man of God does not quarrel. Don't and even uh, even in the old, old in, uh, in the New Old Testament, you can see that the priests were not sweating. They are not uh, the way they are dressing and the activities God has. Uh, no sweat when you enter the Holy of Holies. So why do you want to sweat? Why do you want to fight for God, guy? Relax. Just be faithful. Show up when it is time. God will do it. It's God's service. It's not for anybody. So stop, guys, stop fighting, stop making, you know, making enemies over work that you want to. This God's work is not your own. Mm. So when the master is ready for you, he will make way for you. But keep showing up, be consistent, be available. That's... Mm. Thank you. Mm. Um, Uncle Ben, where does... This is something she touched on. Where does intentional mentorship... Mm show itself in our church because she talked about the the young person that I, I believe is a young person that is looking to create an avenue for children to learn how to play instruments to deal with these equipments without damaging them that that is mentorship mm -hmm. in its own way and we have talked many times on this episode many people have brought it up that mm -hmm. it's important for mentorship to be to be found in the church so where does mentorship, intentional mentorship, show itself in our church? If it doesn't show itself yet, then what can people that are listening do? Well, um, like I would say that the, this, uh, the church, this church has about the, the last count. I mean, I'm just talking about strands of ministries, mm -hmm. streams of ministries that one sees here. You know, one, one that cannot be thrown away clearly is the fact that we have the thing around what we package and talk about ambassadorial, the whole thing around the church enabling its faith to affect the space, the culture. 
when you know this whole transformation and all those, those these conversations, I must tell them and all that. That's a very that's one stream, very clear stream. Now the second other streams are have to do with um, the ministry of prayer. Hmm. And that that was, I see from my own assessment of what I'm seeing, you know. So yeah, and, uh, and then you have um, you have okay the two others. Then before that was before now we had the ministry of the world to the extent that then even the OKZ for example was alive. If you ask, I'd tell me to come to your church on Sunday, I will not go. Because I will... <laughs> and and you yes, they, they used to accuse us. Yeah, they, 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 they used to accuse us. You guys don't come to people's churches. So I said, we can't come. Because we are listening to something. <laughs> there is no, we can't get somewhere else. So that's the ministry of the world. There's, there's an, a, a deliberateness to... That, that strengthens that. And then, of course, the Naran missions. So, I... Initially, uh, before now, there was something that was a lot of emphasis around this thing, around the and the transformation. They need to raise people, a crop of people. Uh, but that, of course, over some time, we, we had to, it did not quite work. But I think that is, given what the world is going on, I mean, it's happening today, if the truth is that if the church, not only the church, does not affect the culture, the culture will affect the church. Oh. And so we, there has to be a deliberateness in taking this message. It's an active thing to them. And so that is an area that I needs to be worked on. And I mean, for me, I, I don't do it here in church. I do it outside of church here, in Plato Church, mm. of raising young people. And I've, by God's grace, raised some in Yola, used some in, I want to, to raise them across the geopolitical zones of Nigeria. You know, Christian young people who, we look at the culture and use faith and even just here and other, you know. Now, so that's one. The, that's one thing that for me I see, and I say maybe it's a bias because that's my area of, you know, yeah. that's the first place I will look at. Uh, so I, that's just as an area where you can, you, you have a lot to, uh, to offer in terms of being able to raise people. Because one of, if today, well, you see a lot of Christians who have served in different positions. One, they don't steal. Many of them, they have integrity. They have, uh, they, they are just, they don't do the things that people do, take bribes. But they go through their service and they retire. And that's the end. And mm. the, the, the institution continues to remain the way it is. Mm. Because the Christians who are there in those institutions do not recognize that they have a duty to make sure that this faith Embeds in this in this place where I am, mm. where well, it's a, a government institution or whatever it is, and that's what the other faith understands. Taking it here, putting it there, in all the assumptions of the everything that happens. Mm. Uh, so that I believe critically that is a massive space where mentoring needs to take place, and very urgently for churches like this that have all the because there are very unique churches like this that have that this church. We had to, we used to have those some churches in Ecuador, who say to and all that, who seem to have some understanding of those kind of ministries. Mm. Now, that's one of the areas I see, you know, um, and I, I, I'm assuming that they're giving me, they're asking me this as an advice. I don't know whether I'm right or I'm interpreting your question differently. Sure, sure. Where you say, where you see, they coming to me, okay, where I see is this thing mm. I see mm. in this area, okay. you can raise people here. Now, the other thing around, the we used to have a, a culture of uh, of a prophetic ministry and prayer that is unbeatable, unbeatable. Before Boko Haram emerged, yeah, before Boko Haram emerged, this church spoke into those issues two years before that time. Hmm. Yes. Before the people came, they came to consciousness, they came to, in 2009, people around. 2009, you know, there are a lot of, because they are understanding, the church has understanding, groups of people like that here, that recognize that this thing, and so, those strands of ministries are there, rooted there, that can, can really bless the body of Christ, and you can still raise people. We were raised, we were raised by a group here, I don't need to call names now, but me, I was raised, I was deliberately raised, with other other people, I uh, you know, I was not one of them. You know, we were also raised 
by people who decided to show us certain things in scripture. So some of us took it and began to run with it and to re- and to do certain things, you know, much more than we were taught. Mm. You understand? Because and so that ministry is still here. And if I, I can give you several examples of that, the prophetic edge of this ministry, that's what you sometimes I hear someone say, when Plato Church was Plato Church. The prophetic edge of this church was such that people knew in town, in town that look, you could gather and you could speak into the prophetic. The only thing that the young people are running to now to other ministries, the apostles say this one, this one, this one. There was no need for that because there was, there are groups here and those things can still be done and those things can, they still can be raised. Young people and all the church members who want to be part of those 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 things and it comes to the prayer of prayer and the prophetic. You understand? That's the way I see it. I don't know. I don't know it. No, what I would okay. also I also add um, is that also in the church, I think members again, <laughs> we need to be deliberate. Older members, we need to be deliberate to mentor younger people. And uh, mentoring is not necessarily just sitting down doing Bible study, mm. but let them see your life and how you are impacting community, society, how you are living a Christian life in the environment where you find yourself. So to even if you means take one young person, let them know you, let them follow you around, let them come to your house, let them come to your office, come to your space, you to invade their space and you know watch what they are doing, teach them what they are not doing right, how to do it right, how to you know, be what they are supposed to be in that their space. Um, doing that deliberately will also help us to raise, as Uncle Ben said, young men and women who are ready to imprint Jesus mm. in the environment where they are. Mm. So there needs to be, as you said, leadership can do all, do everything. Mm-hmm. But we, the members, need to see it as a call mm. to say, look. Even if it's one young person in this church, I'm going to take by hand and um, teach him or her how to do life, how to make Jesus um, the center in, in his own sphere of influence. Then I think we are going to do well. However, Youth Fellowship, we are looking into it. And one of the things we're deciding is that this mentorship, we're going to do it. Mm. By fire, as they say, by fire, by force. Mm-hmm. So we we want that's what we're looking at. We're just praying for guidance and pray pray along with us mm-hmm. for how to do it and make it work. That we will get senior people, younger people, join you together. You must be joined mm-hmm. <laughs> to help you help this young person to be able to push God's agenda for his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, as you also associate with young people, there's also a freshness that comes to you as a, as an older person. Mm-hmm. You are seeing a different perspective to certain mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So it's a two-way, a win-win situation for mm-hmm. everybody. So that's what we're looking at, mm-hmm. to see how we can push that and make that happen. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you both for this, for this question. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I'm going to ask a mm-hmm. question related to something you had said in the previous episode. Um, Correct me if, if if I'm just thinking about this wrong, but you had you had used a particular phrase. You said that young people are attracted to men of God who are now apostles of the end time church. Mm. Some way said, mm. yeah, <laughs> some of them apostles mm. of the end time church. Now, the, these are people who are more eloquent, who have a way with words, like you mm. said than our traditional pastors, mm. our regular pastors, mm. some of whom are not the best at conveying certain messages. They are they are giving the word of God in all its importance, in all its power. They're just not using the same vehicles that these end-time apostles are using. I, Like I said, I don't know whether I'm just thinking about this wrong, but isn't that a problem that we have? Isn't that... A problem that our our system of raising pastors or our system of selecting ministers has, and if if that is a problem, if I'm thinking about this correctly, then how do we fix that? If I'm not thinking about this correctly, then why why not? Yes, I 
the you know this uh, thank God that this um the part the person who preached today, wow. the doctor yeah. prof, he mentioned something around the fact that intellectual institutions people come and they tell them that no, this is not your call. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been a lot of work I've done with um, I've done with jets and all things, all things I've found. I've talked to faculty, look. Many of the people that come is because they don't have admission somewhere. Oh. Many of them don't have admission. Now, if it's God that calls you, if God calls you, it will be, it will show, it will be very clear. There's no debate about, about this, this thing around, um, you know, this is must speak in a particular way. Yeah. If you have the call, for example, and you let me permit me to use the OKZ again. OKZ was not a speaker like in terms of the way he used language like that. Yeah. But if you listen to him, you know that he, he teaches in a particular way that once you are patient, you will understand and you'll be blessed and know that this is you know, yeah. truth. Now, so I'm sorry to maybe not generalize, but a lot of those people call, in fact, they confirmed it in the faculty, just yeah, that look, many people that they just come and say, we want to be. We, you know, they, they, they call themselves. They call themselves. That's the way I look at it. Rather than God calling them. Mm. So, yeah, there's going to be those kind of struggle. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot, a lot to be able to, you know, bring a message and God's truth in a way that communicates to a generation mm. like that, you know. So, I, I mean, and, and that's the way I look at it. I mean, the first critical thing is the call. Because if he has a call, I believe that every other thing will fall in place. There's a call, the mm-hmm. Lord called to this, to this ministry. Yeah. So, uh, looking at what we have now, uh, again, just to be on balance, to say that not, every, as, as I said, not everything that shines is, is the thing. Mm-hmm. When, when you look at the experience with, um, with Elijah and just the way the Lord spoke to him and all that, he spoke to him. The the crocs came and the, the dazzling and all the yeah. shout. There was, the Lord was not there. Yeah. So, the things that attract and people seem to assess a call has the way that those ministries outside, you know, bring their truth by use of language by all the other things that they do. It might not really be there. Be it if you look at it very critically. You discover that it's not, it does not, it does not, it's not rooted in the world, really rooted in the world. And so, that's my, that's the way I look at it. So, I mean, I, today, I'm not God, but I stand to say that, you know, the things that fly around that pass for what is very attractive to today, give it 10 years. If I'm better than 10 years. Because there's going to be a lot of shaking between now and 2030 that this truth cannot stand. Unless they stand on God's word, yeah. the kind of thing that they call truth, because truth is one. What is flowered and and and, and, and patched and made look to look very attractive, it will not stand. It can't stand with the shaking that will come. Yeah. For it to stand, you need to be rooted in God's word, and that I believe that we are not perfect, but we have been to, to a great extent. A lot of churches that understand that this is beyond. Just shouting and going and just making a lot of those noise and, and people can tell, tell you you are deep. It will not be deep. It's when the time, time comes. Believe me, because there's a contention for the nation. Yeah. And people need to understand. And the faith that stands, and that's why I thank God for this, this Habakkuk thing. The faith that we stand will be people who want to really stand in God's power, of course. And understand that. So it will not be this thing around, give me, you know, uh, you know, you are, you are, you are saying, move, move your phone and you're going to get an alert and people believe you. That kind of, this kind of thing. <laughs> yes. The churches do that. They do that. I was sure I watch a video. Somebody, I mean, the factor came and said, okay, everybody move your phone. They move their phone. Give us that, you know, they're going to get an alert. Somebody said, yes. Ah, UBA, UBA, sit back. I said, this teaching, it will not stand because this is not the truth. It's not the truth. Yeah. And then the, the, the word of God, um, in a congregation is supposed to when you hear the word of God it's supposed to spoil you to seek God more to please God more mm. and to do what God has called you to do so if you hear the word of God and all you are shouting deep 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 mm. and there's no change there's mm. no challenge to be a better mm. Christian a, you know to be more and more like Jesus then I don't know what we're doing mm. thank you 
Um, so, so now, um, Antioch, you, I told you I was coming back to this. You, Uncle Ben had answered my question in a very surprising way. I really did not think he was going to say certain pastors are not called to be pastors. But, but that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the truth. What I want to hear, though, that's the truth. True, true. So you you mentioned at the start of the last episode that people, young people, leave churches for the wrong reasons. What are those wrong reasons, and then what is a right reason to leave a church? If I have a pastor that is not let me let me let me shake tables here. Promise had said earlier that there was a period of time in this church where he was not being fed with the word of God. He stayed all the same. Mm-hmm. So if I have a pastor that I know I, I I well let me not say I know I believe is not called to be a pastor, is not doing that job effectively, is that reason enough to leave? Okay, I'll start off with first of all saying that the work of a pastor is not only to preach. Hmm. It's not only to preach. Hmm. So if somebody is truly called to be a pastor, preaching is just one of the many things a pastoral ministry calls anybody to. So it's not just his preaching, but his care for the congregation, following you, um, you know, making sure you are growing, that you are doing well. If you are deviating like the shepherd, he will come with his staff and pull you back. If you are doing wrong with the staff, he will discipline you. All those are part of uh, pastoral ministry. So it's not just preaching. That 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 it that um, is all about it. And um, there's something my husband says. So sometimes. We, we, I, I tell him, well, I've not matured to your Christian level. But he says that anytime the word of God is preached, unless it's a false doctrine, but if the word of God is preached, that there's something to learn. There is always something to learn. It may not be exciting. It may not be, you know, it may not meet your standards <laughs> of what you think the word of God should be, but there's something to learn. And I told him what I said, well, I've not grown to your spiritual level because there have been sermons. I'm like, oh, I don't know what I learned here. But my husband would always have something. He would write something and come home. And like he learned something. And I think that's the kind of maturity we should be aiming for that. Once the word of God is preached, let's, let's open our ears and our hearts to receive from God. And um, in my own experience, so there have been times where the message is going on. But one thing the person said, God moves me to other things. And I'm writing mm. down. I'm in church. I'm writing. You know, mm. But it's not that message we're preaching. We are doing another message with God in my, in my, you know, my, in my notes. So we come with an open mind. Mm. However, if you find yourself in a congregation where what is being preached is not consistent with scripture, mm. please walk away. Mm. Walk away. If they are preaching wrong doctrine... Mm. walk away Mm. if the pastor's life is also questionable Mm. I personally Mm. will walk away Mm. people say oh touch not my anointed do my prophet no that's the the, the cover up Mm. men of God used to cover the rubbish that they are doing Mm. but for goodness sake you are in a church where a pastor has thrown off his wife married Mm. another woman (laughs) is sleeping around with many women please what are you doing there Mm -hmm. what Mm. are you doing there and you know whether you like it or not the anointing of a pastor will always flow down to his congregation mm-hmm. go to any church where this pastor is a fornicator fornicators fill the congregation that's mm-hmm. that's the truth the pastor is a thief mm-hmm. there are thieves everywhere mm-hmm. they will imbibe that thing mm-hmm. so if you know that is a different if you don't know but if you know that his lifestyle is inconsistent mm-hmm. with what they are preaching mm-hmm. Please, by, by by all means, I don't know why you should be there, walk away. Mm. But above all, God should be the one guiding us. Mm. So everything can also be okay in a church. They are preaching well, everything is working well. But God says, Dan, I want you to move. Mm. It's time to go. You go. It's God that has told you to go. Yeah. So as growing Christians, we should come to a point where our decisions and actions should be guided by the Holy Spirit. You don't just wake up and say, oh, I don't like the the way the sound is in EPC. I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm. You pack your bag and go, for Mm. goodness sake. That means you are still a baby. Mm. 
Mm. You have not matured. You should come to the point where when God says it's time to go, mm. or I've called you to do certain XYZs here, God leads you to go. So these are reasons why I think people should um leave church. But I don't think people should leave church because you have a disagreement with somebody. Mm. The Bible says we should have those difficult conversations. If somebody has offended you or you have offended somebody, we knowingly or unknowingly, but you know that um, somebody has ought against you as scripture says, it says drop your gift and mm. go and make it right. Mm. So leaving a church is not the solution to a disagreement with somebody. You must, and it's disagreements that help us to mature as Christians. Mm. It's how you deal with one another. So when you have problems, settle it. Mm. Don't walk away and say, I don't like trouble everywhere, trouble everywhere. No. <laughs> Let's settle it. That's why they are called difficult conversations. They are difficult to have, but we have the Holy Spirit and God mm. has given us all that pertains to life and godliness. So all we need to live godly lives is here. Mm. So, and then please, young people, don't leave because they say you shouldn't play drums. Mm. You know, like some had left in the past. Yeah, some, I know some left because um, they didn't allow them to play instruments. If you know that God is the one who brought you here, mm. And it is God you want to play for. Mm. Be patient. Mm -hmm. The time of your showing to Israel will come. Mm. Just be grooming yourself, developing yourself. When it is time, as young people say, you will blow. Mm. <laughs> but the blow is not about you. It should be about glorifying God. Okay. So please mm. don't live in anger. Anything, you know, let it be that is the spirit of the Lord that is leading you to go where you should go. And even coming here, if God didn't lead you to EPC, please don't stay. Go where mm. God is calling you to go mm. to. Okay, then anything to add on this point? No, I, I, I quite agree completely with what, what uh, Makaja said around it. So it's not a thing around you use your, the, the slang of this year, no grief for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to, not that one. You have to be mature. I don't think they are allowed to play drugs. Yeah, mm. that is, that's not, it's the Holy Spirit. You know, there's nothing like having instructions and, you know, direction from the Holy Spirit. Let the Holy Spirit guide us. And I like that passage in Acts 8, with all the jamming and all the things that was happening, and then the Lord spoke to Philip, Philip, go to that isolated road. That, that, that's the kind of thing that we want to want to see. So you can leave this congregation now, go to that isolated road. I met, he met the eunuch, the, that Ethiopian eunuch. And through that encounter, the entire thing around the gospel, around Africa and everything, was through that contact. Yeah. Yeah. So, it is the Holy Spirit. Let, Listening to the Holy Spirit to speak to you and not being annoyed that somebody say don't play drum or something. Or they say that we should tie we should cover our hair. <laughs> yes. Then you should leave church. Yes. I, I want to speak to that if you will let me. Please. Now, um when you come to I I'll I'll tell young people and even older people, when you come to a congregation and this is the way they have been doing things, is their tradition. It doesn't always necessarily mean that it's um what the Bible said. Mm. But also, the Bible didn't condemn what they are doing. That's their way of doing things. Don't deliberately come to be a disruptor. Mm. That you say, oh, this thing you people are doing, why, why, why are you doing this? Mm. Then you want to bring a rebellion. It's a rebellious spirit. Mm. You want to force them to change. I remember many years ago, somebody said, the things they are doing in this church, and we must change them. Mm. I called him aside one day and said, <laughs> if you are so unhappy, please change church. He mm. has changed. He has left the church. I said, don't come and cause trouble here for people. Mm. If you are not satisfied with the way they do things here, please just go. Mm. Just go. Thank God now there are options, different <laughs> options of different types of churches that you can go to. So please don't mm. say, oh, they are not doing this. This is how modern people do things. Mm. Uh, modern people, they don't cover their hair. Modern people, they wear whatever they like to church. They can do tattoo. They can do any hairstyle. Mm. Please. <laughs> There are people who are conservative in the way they do. Even in America, mm. there are conservative congregations. Mm -hmm. So if this is how we do things here, please mm. respect is respect for one another. Let's not mm. come and deliberately just want to be disruptors. Mm. There are churches where you can do whatever you like. You can be hanging from the ceiling. You know, when you are doing praise and worship, people carry chair up, be blowing away. So, if that's what you want, go there. But don't, we don't do it in EPC. Why do you want to bring it to us? Mm. There are some people who like it the way the moderation here. Mm. And they're happy. If you bring that thing here, you make their lives uncomfortable. Mm. And it's not all about you. Mm -hmm. You know, and young people also want to remind us that church 
is not only for young people. Mm. Church mm. is for children, mm. young people, mm. old people, mm. elderly, mm. and some who are about to on their way out mm. from planet Earth. Mm. It's for everybody. And we should create an enabling environment where everybody can thrive. Mm. When I mean everybody. So it's not just young people, mm. but everybody. Because even young people, when you leave to go to certain churches, when you begin to have children, mm. you realize that that church cannot meet the needs of your growing children. Mm. There's no vibrance on the school. Mm. You, you, if you stay there, mm. <laughs> you are going to have trouble with your children. You know you need to go. Mm. So when you have a place where you know everybody, different age, uh, people from different age groups are present, which I think that's how church should be. Mm. When I see a church that has only a deep particular group, mm. I get worried. Mm. Everybody's needs should be attended to and people should be considered in the decisions we're taking. It's not just about a particular strata. Everybody, children, young people, old people, all, all of us, uh, we should all, consideration should be taken to for all of us when we make decisions about church. It's not only about young people. Mm. So please, the fact that you want loud music, don't drive the old folks away. I remember the day my mother came to church here, where she sat, once the band started, she had to change her seat. She said she said her whole body was vibrating everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And I could understand, you know, mm. my mother is in her 80s. Mm -hmm. She it wasn't comfortable for her. Mm. So young people, yes, you may used to you may be used to loud, but not everybody likes loud. Mm. Can we find a middle ground that can meet everybody at least halfway? Mm. It's not all about you say if they don't like it, they should go. Why will you drive old people out of the church? Because you are young people. As Uncle Ben had said in the previous episodes. We were all young one, once, mm -hmm. and you too will be old someday. Mm -hmm. Would you like the next congregation to drive you out of this place because they have come up with something and you, you are not cooperating? Mm -hmm. So let them fire their own, and if you don't like it, pack and go. Where do you want us to pack to? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. So please let us be considerate. It's love to be considerate to one another. Mm -hmm. Don't say nobody's wrong, nobody's right, but let us be considerate. To one another and help each other mm. be presented complete in Christ. That's our church motto. Mm. Mm. Thank you very much. Um, circling back to the larger point here, we are losing young people to these newer churches. Israel had had explained that one of the draw. In fact, Israel said it. Anvil said it. Say, um, sales said it. Promise, promise gave his own personal experience of this matter. One of the draws of these newer churches is a vibrant media strategy. And I mean the whole thing from the lights to the on-stage presentations to the way the entire service is packaged. It, 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 it service becomes a produced experience. Why? That, that, because that's what young people are into. That's all young people. But like. is, is that, is that, for me, I, I worry about that. <laughs> I know Promise talked about lights and all that. <laughs> I personally, I'm not, I'm not uh, a fan of, a, of being in church and the church light is dark. Then there's only light on stage. You to know? Be, to be fair, that's usually just, that's usually during, um, Ministrations, not necessarily. Uh, um, I've I've been to such churches, mm. even in the US, where everywhere is mm. dark. Praise and worship light is focused right. there. Sermon light is focused there. So maybe they put on the light in the con when it's time for greeting. Can we greet one another? Then the light comes on. We greet each other. Then it's dimmed again, like how it is done in shows. Me, I as, as the scripture says. We come to our fellowship is with God and with one another. So when I come to fellowship, please, I want to see the person next to me. That's my own idea of fellowship. I'm not interested. Yes, I know young people, that's how they do shows. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but I, I personally don't think that that's how church should be. Mm. Church is not show. Mm. It's not a show. It's not a, it's not a performance. Why do we want to so curate as you, using your own word or so arrange the worship experience mm. that everything is, you know, mm. like totally scripted. Mm. Where's the role of the Holy Spirit? Exactly. Where's the role of spontaneity? Mm. You know, as the Holy Spirit leads us. Why must everything be perfect? Like I went to a church in the yeah. US and I was shocked. My sister is a worker in the church. So we went early. They rehearsed everything. I was watching, I was like, wonderful. <laughs> 
They rehearse everything from announcement to praise and that morning they rehearse how the lights will come on, how the lights will go off. I'm like, what is this now? This is this is this this is humans have taken over the role of the Holy Spirit. Mm. So what is what is God's work there now? He doesn't need to be there now. Since we have arranged everything. So everything was rehearsed, scripted, and, and when service started, exactly what they rehearsed was what, like, this is not what I want to do. I'm sorry, but this is not how I want my Christian experience to be. I want us to be real. I want us to show real emotion. I want the, the Spirit of God to speak to us, to visit us in, in, a, in, in reality where we are and meet us and then let us see one another, encourage one another and push one another t- towards doing what is right. It's not a, it's not a movie we're, we're doing. It's not a drama performance. Why does it have to be so like that? I don't know, but I am not comfortable with it. Maybe because I'm the older generation, but I don't know why we want that kind of thing. It's not real now. <laughs> it's not real anymore. Mm. When we rehearse everything, it's not real. Mm. That's like an orchestra. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it's uh, it's very like this. And after a while, the young people begin yeah. to complain, fake, fake, yes. fake everywhere. We are not real. We are not real. <laughs> but you are the ones who are starting it. Yes. Mm. Okay. Sorry, okay. we're that's putting it. you in a tight spot. That's it. I think that bears significant consideration that's something i'm trying to wrap up this episode so i'm not going to go back into <laughs> into that conversation but i think i i, I think you raise an important point that there is there, there there is a need for our services to make room for god to move however he chooses to move not just in the mm-hmm. spaces that we give him mm-hmm. room to move so yeah okay okay that's something that we we probably need to rethink Perhaps a future episode, um, but, but but I still want to get back on that point and ask: Isn't isn't it important to invest in some of these things that, for one, give your give give your give your church a better media experience, a better media experience during the worship service? For the people in the church, number one. Number two, for people that, for, we, we stream our services here every week. So for people that are watching from all over the world, live, live and presently, or people that will refer to this in the future. Anything we're doing, I believe we need to do it well. I am, um, I, I, I believe in excellence. Mm-hmm. Whatever we need to do, let's do it well. But let's also be sure that what we're doing, you are not using technology to take the place of God. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Let's not, because we're pursuing, want to do uh, media, 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 then you, 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 you push out the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. because you want to stream excellently. <laughs> you want to do this excellently. Let's strike a balance. Let's do things well. Let's do things excellently, but let's give room for the Spirit of God. And then also remember that um, resources, are also not so readily available. We won't spend all our money, or I don't think we should spend all our money only on media things. Mm, mm, mm. We need to preach a gospel. Mm-hmm. We need to support missionaries. Mm-hmm. We need the work of God to go on aside from these media things. And sometimes my fear and my worry for young people is that the way we have so you know, talked about this sound thing, how everything. Can any of us now worship in a place where there's no music? Mm. Can we worship in a village church? Are we willing to go out as missionaries to different places God may call us to who do not have this equipment that we have? Can we go to a place where if it's time for praise and worship, say clap hand alone, will we agree? Mm. And now the way church is happening um, for people who are working in missions, especially amongst those, the unreached group, maybe the, the Muslim communities, the, they are those who are coming to know the Lord are not doing church with all these things mm. that we're talking about. Mm. They sit on the floor, mm. they don't have any instrument, they sing, but not our type of music. Mm. So are we saying that if God says go there, you will not go? If you find yourself in that environment, you will not worship God mm. because without good sound, worship cannot happen. Mm. Please. 
Good sound is good. Mm-hmm. I don't have pro- I'm, a, I'm a music person too. I'm in the band. Good sound is good, but that is not all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And God can be worshipped without any instrument. Mm-hmm. God can be worshipped without any instrument. And let's remember, um, in the past, um, when people began to write hymns and sing hymns, people mm-hmm. fought them. I hope we know. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. fought them. For mm. these hymns, we are not calling olden days. Mm. People fought them and resisted them in the church. Mm. But over time, they have become part of church. Mm. So also sometimes, let's not be in a hurry to force new things. Let's allow people to gradually open up to certain things. But also know that this is not, it's a medium. Mm. Sound, uh, all these things are mediums. They are not God. Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay, just, just to add to what uh, Dr. Waka just said, you know, I think we have come to the point where this generation needs to be have given a refreshed vision, yeah. a refreshed vision of what this faith is about, in the sense that it shows that it's higher than them in the context of where we are living, Nigeria, mm. you know, and the world as it is. Because Every generation is such that you have, a, if you look historically, they have visions for their society, visions that come and ignite something. Now, we are trying to place emphasis where emphasis should not be placed. That's the fear that I also have. I just add to our own, I just, you know, and the hosting around the, the sound, light, and all that. The experience. You ask yourself, yes, yeah, the experience. The experience. <laughs> if you come and have a open through truthful conversation among young people. Yeah. What is our essence? Where should the emphasis be placed? As we are here, people of faith, Christian faith today, I'm not sure that people will talk about the thing around light and sound because there are some greater things that we are confronting and we know and we see that this faith needs to affect some critical things for this society to work. And for things, for life to change, communities to change, and nations to change, you understand? So, you know, I, I, if you look at, and it's so sad that, um, I said initially in that, in that other episode that the workforce for missions, there is not old men, it's young people, everything. There's only in this, in the, the entire thing around the Equa thing, the Equa, and the history, there's only one old doctor that came, Stilet, Dr. Stilet. If you go there, it's a Stilet Christian. Christians. Oh, okay. It's named after him. Okay. He used to say, they say he used to preach in good news. That's where he used to preach. And he used medicine, you know. Mm-hmm. That, because when he wanted to come, he said he was too old to go. He, went, he decided to come. Where he touched many lives using med- medical practice. Mm-hmm. Now, but all the others who came were young people. Mm-hmm. So the mission, the force of missions is supposed to be on the shoulders of young people. And so if a church like here now, and we are not worried, young people, that in a year, how many have we have come here? How many have we reached? You know, and, but we are thinking about the thing around the sound and all the other things we are thinking about. Mm. There should be something that should occur to us. Look, are we placing emphasis where emphasis should be placed? Mm. I mean, I'm, that's the truth. If you look, ask how many in 2023, how many people came to know the Lord in Epaphroditus Church, right. or through the instrumentality of the ministries of Equa, members of Epaphroditus Church, you 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 will cry. <laughs> you understand? So that hard questions that we need to ask ourselves. Thank you. Thank you, Uncle. Um, so final question, Natyaka. Um, what do we lose? Assuming Orthodox churches don't embrace the principles we've mentioned in this episode, what do we lose when they become museums, they become out of date when Orthodox churches are no longer in the mix and all that is left is the newer congregations. The problem, you know, like what we mentioned before, if we forget the essence and the purpose for the church, the gathering of the people of God and the responsibility God has given us, it's not just the problem of Orthodox churches. Mm. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, even, it's still the problem of the so-called new churches because in the next hundred years there will also be old. Ch- they will become old churches. They are new today, but they will be old tomorrow. Yeah. Um, the the Equa was once a new church. Yeah. <laughs> Lutheran was once a new church. Yeah. You know, so they will become old churches. But if the essence of why God has raised people in this generation is lost. These things, no matter how beautiful this place is, is going to, to be turned to a museum. Mm-hmm. The 500-seater churches, who do, you know, all the big, big things they are building in this country, mm-hmm. they are going to be museums like what we have in, in Europe. Mm-hmm. So, as Uncle had said earlier, we, we must sit down and reevaluate again. What is the essence? Mm-hmm. What, is, what, is, what is important? Why are we here? And as we mentioned earlier, the purpose, when we gather together as a congregation, is to worship God, for God to speak to us mm. and for us to encourage one another. Mm-hmm. And when all this happens, it should galvanize us to go out mm-hmm. to make a difference in our communities. That's what we should do. But if we we have now growing congregations where all we want to do is to have fun inside, mm-hmm. we play music, mm-hmm. we are happy with ourselves, we listen to deep message we listen to very nice music and we are all excited the sound was wonderful the lights were great and it ends here mm. nobody's galvanized to go out we're all going to die mm. we're going mm. to become fossilized mm. and that will be the end of the story mm. so we need to go back to the drawing board and reassess and if we are not where we're supposed to be or doing what we're supposed to do we need to rejig rearrange ourselves mm. and go back to the original plan mm. of why God called his people together and what we're supposed to do so that we will reach out to the nations and change let his kingdom come exactly. his kingdom cannot come only inside the PC mm-hmm. or inside whatever church you find yourself mm. his kingdom has to come out there in our communities in our societies mm. that's where his kingdom is coming it's not inside church that's not enough yes it comes there but we need to go out. Mm. And if we are not going out, we are not galvanized to go out, certain death mm. is sure. Mm. The churches will die. They will not last. Mm. Thank you, man. Mm. Sir, what do we lose when we lose our Orthodox churches? I mean, we, she, I think America, she, has said it, she has said most of the things now. I mean, we lose everything because <laughs> that's essentially what she has said. Yeah. We lose it. We lose it. In fact, when you she mentioned the Europe and other places you went to. You you weep. When you no, you sad if you go the to way Europe, the thing is, sad. I mean, the building, and the way they are using it, and the way they are using those buildings, yeah. you just you shake your head because it's, it's. I mean, and that's the reality. Even all this uh, Amsterdam, all those areas yes. that were the seat of Calvinism, yes, churches and museums. Yeah, so. it's very sad, and it's sad that we're falling into the same mistakes. We are more interested in big buildings, yeah. nice things, yeah. nice lo- aesthetics. Mm. Meanwhile, we are losing the souls of men. Mm. Yes. Thank you both very much for your time on the show today. Any final words on this subject regarding Akhavati Church or Orthodox churches in general? My problem is not church. Everybody, mm. seek God and know God for yourself. Mm. Know what God is saying to you mm. and walk in obedience. If you love God, keep his commandments. That's what God has called us to do. And let's mm. go out and change our world. That's what we're here for. We're not here for just for music, for wearing trousers, mm. for keeping our hair open. Those are just irrelevant things. They are not important mm. in the grand scheme of things. Mm. They are just cultural issues. They are not important in the grand scheme of things. Mm. Let's look at what is important. Focus on it. Mm. And what God has called us to change our world. Mm. And young people, it rides on your... That change we want, mm. it rides on young people. So young people need to get that vision and run with it. Mm. Thank you. Sir? Yeah, that's, that's it. That, I, I totally agree, you know. We, we, we need to raise our heads up. There's so much um, preoccupation with ourselves mm. as, as as people. You know, there's a lot of preoccupation. With we we ourselves, right? And raising your head. That's why Jesus Christ talking about that. You need to raise your head up to understand the the weather, the mm. the signs of this. What is what is happening? Until we do that, you know, we will continue to look, think very very. We are becoming so insular. Everything is within. Mm. We didn't just hear, just here, you know, in different other congregations and those small spaces. We just need to raise our head up and to understand 
what is imaginal, what we are seeing, and that where our faith comes in as a people. That, that's it. Thank you both very much. Thanks to everyone who contributed to this series. Special thanks to our guests, Professor Makauchike and Mr. Ben Osawi. Thank you for your time. Thank you to Mrs. Anvo Dalio, Mr. Israel Daniel, Mr. Moles, and Mr. Promise Salawu for their valuable insights in parts one through three. Thank you for listening to the show today. And again, episode 101. We made it so far. <laughs> Thank you all for just being so supportive over time. If you enjoyed this episode, as always, consider subscribing to Youth Vibes wherever you get your podcasts. Turn on notifications so that you don't miss a single episode. You can send in your feedback using the link at the end of the episode description. Or if you'd like, send us an email at youth4abc at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-T-H number 4, E-P-C at gmail.com. This episode of Youth Vibes was produced and mixed by yours truly in collaboration with Takabatu Church Youth Ministry. Our theme music is by Basho Adam. That's it for this show this week. We'll see you right here next week.